You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Clint, this is a, this is a thing. Here you are. Like I'm not looking at the screen. <clears throat> you're here. So you're you're there, and I'm here. Uh huh. Uh huh. That must mean we're in Indianapolis. Out it, there, it, Indianapolis is right out there. Um, um, what are we doing here? <laughs> look, here's the deal, y'all. Remember that time that your friend said, "Hey, I I got a good idea." Yep. How about we go to Indianapolis for the national championship game? Sink money, time, emotional energy, and hate yes. ourselves the entire time. By friend, you mean uh, executive producer intern. I didn't want to Michael. put him out there, but yes, executive producer intern Michael said, "Guys, we're going to Indy," and we said, "Okay, are and, we?" Well, and yet here we are. <laughs> Some people are leaders, Clint. Some yeah. people are sheep, and we are the latter of the two <laughs> categories. Uh, look, welcome to the podcast. We got a title sponsor today, Clint. What's, uh, what's today's? Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos, Mm. great sounding, uh, official sponsor of college football. Uh, Check out Sonos.com for more information. Yeah, so it's the national championship game tonight. Not, I mean, just in a few hours. It's, I mean, it's Wednesday. It's Monday morning as we're recording this. Um, We we got a little coffee in the system. Got some coffee. Got some breakfast. We are out and about in Indianapolis. Nothing tastes normal. Everything is everything is weird. Here's by the way, we we're just we're just going for it. We're in Indy. We have all the feels. We're just putting this out here. Um, like how do people do normal things today? I don't know. There's people out there that are just like, yeah, they're having just social get-togethers with friends. Like I understand a good tailgate before a football game. Like all of that makes sense to me. Not today. Not today. You know, like I don't – maybe you're a better person than we are, um, but um, th- yeah. Today it's just all anxiety. It's all drama. It is all uh, n- nerves twinged with just enough excitement. Oh. But just enough excitement to pull you in. Just to not make you – you To not make you go absolutely psychotic and just hop back in the rental car and go back to the airport and wait for That's a right. flight tomorrow. That's right. Just uh-huh. sit, sit at the airport for 24 straight hours waiting for them. Uh, some news and notes from the day. Uh, let's kind of get some stuff out of the way. Okay. Um, we have no clue who's playing and not playing for Alabama. And, and guess no. why? No. No one knows. Yeah. Okay. I mean, someone knows, but he's not telling anybody. Someone knows by one person, but uh-huh. the, the injured or possible injured person and Nick Saban. And they are mute. You can ask point. him all the questions you want about it, reporters, but um, he's not going to tell you. And I mean, let's just be honest. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. You can have – so both uh, both defensive backs uh, for Alabama seem like they're out. Right guard may be out. Uh, Mechie, we know for certain, is out. This much we know. Outside of yeah. that. I mean, Brian Robinson is much healthier than much he healthier. was going into the SEC Championship yep. game. So Alabama does have some pieces uh, back. Georgia, across the board, much healthier than they were going into that last matchup. We're the, Obviously, We're the healthiest. Jamari Sawyer, uh, most important player on the offensive line, in a much yes. better place physically than he was. Christopher Smith. 
we mentioned earlier Ooh. in the week on the podcast, uh, coming off of uh, late-season injuries, tried to play the first time around against Alabama, and then seemed to be a lot better against Michigan, gets thrown out for targeting the first half, actually gets to sit out the whole second half. And so he should be as good physically as he's been yes. in quite some time. Um, and, you know, George Pickens only gonna get, only getting healthier from here. So really no significant injury news for Georgia at all. None. Unless something weird has happened this week in practice that we don't know about and all of that we'll find out tonight. So uh, that seems to favor Georgia, which Georgia needs some things to favor because in case I need to remind you, the mm. listener, Georgia lost this first game 41 to 24. Yeah. It was a it was a pretty lopsided loss. And so the fact that some things are favoring Georgia in this matchup potentially evens things out, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not putting much stock in it. I am excited to get those players on the field. I'm excited to watch them again. Christopher Smith, I think, is the biggest upgrade out of all of that. Huge key. And honestly, you're telling me I get Christopher Smith, a healthy Christopher Smith, for the entire game. Um, I would let you choose. If I were to give an option that or I get to choose who starts at the star position, um, I don't care who starts at star in that scenario. Give me Christopher Smith. Smith, probably more important. Yeah. Because... With Mechie out, mm. you've got to think that a lot of attention for Georgia is going to be on Jameson Williams in this game. Yep. That there's going to be a lot of safety keeping an eye on him, whether he, no matter where he lines up on the field. And so the, that Lewis Seen and Christopher Smith become probably the two most important positions in the game yeah. for Georgia because um, they're responsible for that kind of over the top. And then... You know, all the corners, the star, just keep keep your people in front of you, make tackles, uh, and force short gains and limit the explosive plays. Look, and that's the key. I mean, if you want to beat Alabama, look back at the, the rubric to do so, right? You don't let them take the top off of it. Outside of Cincinnati, which, by the way, just from the first drive, you knew that game was over. Okay, y'all? From the first drive, from the time the matchup was set, you knew that game also, was over. Also that, also yeah, okay. that. Uh, but outside of that, they're not going to go these five, six-yard chunks. And if you're telling me that only Williams is over there taking the top off and we could roll covers to him and they have to do dink and dunks underneath and trails, which they do all the time, delayed trails, wide trails, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'll take that against our backers all day long. So, yes, things are – you know, if – I. I don't want to say things are looking up because they never look Why? up. They never look up. I'm not no. I'm not suggesting that. Well, it sounds like you are, so retract. Retract. Well, well, I hate my life. Okay. <laughs> on that note, let's tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on planet Earth. They come in a wide variety of delicious flavors, all of which are available at builtbar.com. If you go to BillBar.com right now and enter the promo code LOCKEDON15, you are going to get a 15% off code that is for your entire order. Whether you order one box, two boxes, six boxes, 12 boxes of Bilt Bars, uh, you are going to get 15% off that entire order. Go there now. It's high. They're high in fiber. They're high in protein. They are low in sugar. Uh, whatever diet or meal plan you're on, they are approved for it. And um, uh, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's the most important mm. facet. If you haven't heard us talk about Bilt Bar before, the reason you don't eat healthy is because that food tastes like garbage. The reason you don't like protein bars is because they don't taste good. They taste like cardboard. 
Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in a wide variety, like I said, of delicious flavors. And all of them you can find at BuiltBar.com. Go there now. Enter that promo code LOCKEDON15. BuiltBar.com. LOCKEDON15 is the promo code for the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. So, Clint, we're going to the game. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. If you're follow, if you're subscribed to the YouTube, by the way, uh, get there now. Possibly some videos. No, not possibly. Yeah, there'll be some videos going up. Yes. If you want to see some some instant reaction <laughs> from the game, and let me just let me just spoil it for you. No matter what happens tonight, you want to see some instant reaction. So go subscribe to the YouTube if you're listening on audio right now. Thank you. You can subscribe to the audio podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, wherever you get your podcasts. But go to YouTube.com, mm-hmm. search for Lockdown Bulldogs, and subscribe to that channel because there'll be videos going up uh, throughout the, the day, the evening. We'll have another episode, full episode for you tomorrow, but there'll be little stuff coming out between here and there. Um, Clint, let's talk about... Um, Let's go back to this. If Georgia's going to win, okay. what are going to be the keys to the game? And I want to start with that limiting explosive plays because shout out to uh, our guy, Josh, uh, dog stats, dog yep. underscore stats on uh, Twitter. Um, great podcast he does with Graham Coffey. Um, and uh, so if you haven't seen that, you go check that out. But he, he, he makes the point uh, that – in the first matchup with Alabama, some of y'all, some people don't like these advanced stats, and I totally get it. The outcome of the game is the only thing that matters, and and this is the reason why people don't like them. Because in that first matchup against Alabama, Georgia actually had a higher success rate, more successful, plays, more successful plays in the game than Alabama, yes. and yet forty-one to twenty-four. The problem is not all unsuccessful plays are created equal. No, when Alabama has an unsuccessful play, it's a it's an incomplete pass. When Georgia has an unsuccessful play, it's a pick six. And cool. those are just those are labeled the same, which is not true. But when you look at something like that, what it tells you is that the thing that killed Georgia specifically defensively, which Georgia allowed 34 points uh, on its by its defense in the game, which is an absurd number. Georgia got killed by the explosive plays. It yep. wasn't that Alabama got whatever they wanted. That's an easy narrative to say. But they, when you really look, didn't. But when you look back at the game, they really didn't get whatever they wanted. It's just that they got huge chunks that resulted in touchdowns. I mean, the first play of the uh first drive of the second quarter, yep. first drive of the third quarter, great examples. That those were not dominant drives from Alabama those were one play to Jameson Williams and he broke it open and went down the sideline uh, or across the middle in the case in one case for a touchdown and so it really does seem you hate to simplify because it's Nick Saban it's Alabama and it's uh, they're going to have a complex game plan and they're going to adjust and make yes. make make yes. changes but if you if you stop everything over the top and you force Alabama to beat you underneath. Now listen, this ain't Cincinnati. Brian Robinson's not going to run all over Georgia. It's no, not, it's not no. going to happen. Bill And Bill O'Brien knows that. Nick Saban knows that. Everybody knows that. So if you limit over the top, this is Georgia's chance, I think, 
to force Alabama to do something that they haven't been comfortable doing all year, which is long, sustained, short drives down the field with nothing explosive. That's exactly right. Now, now again, this isn't excuse-making, and this isn't even saying we would have won had we limited those plays because Alabama could have figured things out in that first matchup, which, again, Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach ever. And this team, which are not underdogs. Stop it. Uh, I think I – think- Alabama fans might disagree with you. This is the worst team they've ever seen, Clint. Yeah, rebuilding year, this Alabama. Re- yeah, rebuilding Heisman year. Heisman Trophy winner, best player in the country on defense. Um, yeah, they don't have any talent is no. the problem. No, they're going to restock the cupboards after this year. Really hit that recruiting trail hard. Yeah, they should. Real, they should do that because they they've really that. fallen short in that area. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but here is what we're saying. With those plays, it's – it's just like if you if a boxer goes into a boxing match and his oblique is off or he slips and falls on sweat as he's trying to throw his right hook and all of a sudden catches something from the other boxer. The other boxer would be great. But if that happens, you can't overcome those stupid mistakes. And that's exactly what Georgia did. So, again, we're not saying they would have won. What we're saying is it's a totally different game. The narrative shifts a yeah. lot, which is why I think if you look at those advanced metric stats, which, by the way, more often than not, those indicate wins. They just give you a chance to win is what they do. Yeah. When you look at those, you say, okay, percentage-wise, here's what it means. That's why, actually, Georgia is favored by Vegas. They shouldn't be. But these are some of the reasons why, okay? And if you are taking the, – the, the lid stays on the offense. All of a sudden, our defense gets to do what it does best, okay, which is keep Jordan Davis on the field which yep. is fantastic, okay? Well, keep him on the field when we want him to be on the field and get him off the field when we want him to be off the field. Yes. Which you can't do that. And, you know, Alabama's tempo overrated. They're not... No, they're not a tempo team. Well, and like they, they give the impression of running tempo sometimes, yes. but they're not going to beat you with tempo, especially if they get out of the element of what they want to do. That's exactly right. I mean, look at, again, that first drive against Cincy. They were, they were on the ball quite a bit, and the clip of going was a good clip, but they were, they were rushing the ball every single time except for one play. Um, and, and they were gaining six, seven yards. That's why they were on the ball. That's right. You lose two yards on one of those runs, you're not going to jump up on the ball. You're done. Yeah. Exactly. So incomplete pass stops that uh, lets our defensive guys set, lets us get a play call in. When you do that, have to get on the ball quickly. You go base defense a lot of the time, which is just straight up. The offensive line knows they can't stunt, can't blitz, can't get you calling. All of that really, really dictated that game to a great degree. So that's the defensive side. Um, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the offensive side. Yeah. Because there are some key things for Georgia this time around that I think have shifted ever so slightly. And by ever so slightly, I mean they, gargantuan, massive shifts. They better have. Mind. They better have shifted. We're, we're going <laughs> to Oh, Daniel, my stomach can't take this. It'll take a lap. Okay, that's take a lap. Uh, hey, want to let you know about GetUpside. GetUpside is an incredible app everyone needs when they buy gas. And if you buy gas, which I know you do because you drive around, you just hit a huge road trip on the way back to Georgia, mm-hmm. get this app. Um, it's called Get Upside. Listeners right now are making 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store, Google Play, Android, all the places, uh, and use the promo code SCORE, and you're going to get 25 cents a gallon. But wait, not just that, plus another 25 cents per gallon in the first tank of gas that you fill well, up. Well, that's 50 on. cents a gallon. Clint. That's 50 cents. I don't know how math works. Wow, that dude. seems right, though. Hmm. Uh, don't pay full price for the pump any longer. 
Use promo code SCORE. Get up to 50 cents a gallon back on your first tank. There's no catch. Cash back goes uh, straight to your account. You can get it out through PayPal, bank account, e-card, or Amazon, other gift brands, all that good stuff. Just download the free Get Upside app. Use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. All right, Clint. So defensive adjustments, pretty obvious. Very. Again, not guaranteeing that Georgia would win the game if nope. they make those adjustments. But here's what we here's what we can say. We can guarantee if Georgia doesn't make those adjustments, they'll lose the game. That's a that's a stone cold guarantee. Yes. Uh so let's talk about on the offensive side of the ball, maybe something similar, something that wouldn't guarantee that we win if we're able to to execute and implement, but that w- would go a long way towards that. I, not that we are the end-all, be-all to how game plans well, should go. Okay, just just really quick. We're I not mean, the coach. Listen, let's don't sell ourselves short. We're, I'll tell you this much. I'm a better OC than Jimmy C. I can <laughs> guarantee you that right There's now. There's no one disputing Okay, that. thank you. Um, the last game against Michigan, and even before the SEC, the end-of-the-year run, we were starting to see things that we wanted to see all year. And it really started in the backfield. And here's what, here's what Zeus and here's what Cook were doing. The, the final stretch of the season, specifically Michigan. Uh, James Cook was getting his chunk plays. Yep. And Zamir White was always getting positive yards, pushing a pile, and getting going downhill. Now, again, uh, is, is Zeus a lateral guy? Not necessarily, not necessarily not necessarily what you want. No, 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 no. You you want him downhill in a hurry. You want him just pounding the rock in, and that's exactly what he did. Michigan, I think that's that was a huge recipe for Setson Bennett to be able to you we get in third and eight and more. I don't feel great. I feel no, okay. You feel bad. I feel I feel okay with you don't Brock, feel bad. You feel, don't feel okay. I feel you. okay with Brock Bowers on the field because I feel good with him in any situation, but I'm not liking the chances. No. Uh Zamir White, James Cook doing that, getting off balance for the defense side, keeping balance on our side, keeping the defense off balance, which means successful first down plays of five or six yards and able to open up the playbook exactly how Todd Munkin wants. That's one key success. The second, his name is Jamari Sawyer. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Jamari Sawyer, mm-hmm. y'all. I, I don't care what Neil has for Alabama going. I really don't. I Keep him. Um Jamari Sawyer is the tackle I want in this game. Uh, and he's back full strength, healthy, solidifying that offensive line. The offensive, interior offensive line did great against the vaunted Michigan defense, which, by the way, again, sure. did well. And if they had one strong suit, Big Ten, don't know how to play football, but they tried to just bash each other's head in all the time. Yep. Um, we took that bashing and we gave it right back to them. I hope the offensive line is is – feels as disrespected going into this game as they did going into yes. the Michigan game because that's the kind of edge that they're going to have to play with. McClendon's going to have to play well because they're going to be moving Will Anderson around a lot. Everywhere. They're going to put him inside. They're going to put him on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Sawyer's not just going to get to lock him up the entire game. And so McClendon's going to have to play well. The interior is going to have to play well. We're going to have to deal with stunts and stuff like that. And then Stetson's just going to have to get the ball out. Get it out. Just gonna have to get it out quick when there is when there's six yards to be had on the ground. Stetson Bennett has to take it. He has to not try to force a ball in Run. there when there are six seven yards to be made on the ground. 
We've got to see. I don't know that we're going to see that many design runs. I do think we'll see a few keeps. I think we'll see a few zone reads to try to keep Will Anderson honest. But listen, you don't want, even if he's trailing and chasing, even if he's out of position, you still don't want, I don't think, Will Anderson pursuing Stetson Bennett very often if you're Georgia. That's a fumble waiting to happen. So, But I do think Stetson's got to run. He's got to use his legs. And then he's got to get the ball out quick. And he's got to get the ball to playmakers. And that off balance is the key. We We have to use the run game. I don't think Georgia has to run the ball for 200 yards to win this game. I don't think that we have to have a dominant performance in the run game. But I do think we have to run the ball enough to keep Alabama's defense off balance. And that is predicated, I I think, primarily on Zamir White. James Cook might be the most important offensive player in this game for Georgia. But I think Zamir White needs to have a good game for Georgia to win because he does something to your point that no one else on the team does. No, okay. No one else on the team can do what he can do. He's the Brian Robinson of Georgia. The difference is despite what the very insightful comments in on the YouTube channel say, Alabama's run defense is not even the same neighborhood as Georgia's run defense. Uh, Again, unsuccessful plays you can have an incomplete or a pick six they both go down the statistical category is unsuccessful run defense may look good but they're not the same y'all stop playing that game it's not the same and so Alabama I think is going to need Brian Robinson in this game to to win and I think George is going to need Zamir White in this game to win and so if you're looking for something that would give you even the slightest margin of hope for Georgia you got to like Georgia's chances of getting Zamir White involved at least as much, if not more, than Alabama's chances of getting Brian yes. Robinson involved. Yes, and here's here's my last key. We saw in the Michigan game again, not only were the tackles holding down the defensive ends, but the outside blocking, blocking way on the edge outside the hashes by wide receivers and tight ends was exceptional in the Michigan game. Underrated aspect of injured DBs, sure, coverage is key. But do you know what DBs aren't really accustomed to every single day in practice a lot? Tackling and Getting taking on blockers. That's yeah. exactly right. They do seven on seven for days, all right? You split up the, the, the program a little bit, and DBs want to focus on defending the pass. That's good and well. I think we'll be able to pass. But if you're telling me also that I get our big body tight ends and big body receivers out on perimeter reserves, blocking, absolutely. All of a sudden, that opens that up, and all of a sudden, when they don't want to tackle, look at Keely Ringo. It took him a couple of games in to realize how to get off a block on a screen and come up in the run game and do support on the edge. Yeah, if that's not there, and all of a sudden Zamir does that, we saw that toss a couple times in Michigan. Yeah, and we needed three, four yards. All of a sudden, that DB don't want none of that smoke. No, not from Big O coming out, coming out in a full sprint. Oh, the no, man's name is Kool Aid. He doesn't want any part of that. Okay, oh. the man's name. He does not want any of Big O. Coming at him. All right, Clint. Um, we're about to head to Lucas Oil. Oh, gosh. And so the people need it. By the time a lot of people watch this, the game's already going to be over, so people are just going to be watching this to laugh at you. Alabama fan, how you doing? Just watching this to laugh at you. Yeah. Um, I need I need a score. Oh, I, I need a prediction for the game. This is, this is where we are. I'll go first. Okay, thank you. I think um, – Clint's just breathing into a bag over here off camera. You can't see him, but he's just okay. Um, I think 
Georgia's on, only going to need to score 21 points to win this game. Wow. Holy geez. Over under 55 still, something like that? Take the under. Okay. I think Georgia's, I think it's a 17 or 20 point game for Alabama. Okay. So I think Georgia only needs 21 to win this game. Wow. I don't think they're going to get it. No. So I got like 17 to 20 Alabama. Uh, I don't want to be right, but that's what I think is going to happen in this game. I think we're going to see two teams dance the whole game and try to feel and feel each other out and be and be kind of all like a back and forth the entire game. I think we're going to see a defensive struggle. I think Georgia's offense is going to be pretty conservative because and and let's you say what you want Georgia fans about conservative Kirby, but um I'm fine. You know, those turnovers killed us. I'm fine in the with first game. game. The, those turnovers killed us in that in that first game. And so um I think you're going to see Georgia's offense be really conservative. I do think they're going to get some scores. I think Georgia's going to do a much better job of limiting Alabama's big plays, which I think is going to not only lower Alabama's point total, but I think it's going to bleed the clock. And so, again, 17-20 to 20, I think seems like a fairly reasonable score to me. If Georgia gets to 24 points, I think Georgia wins this game. Um, it feels like most of the national championships has been big blowouts or back-and-forth actions. And we talked earlier in the week that if it's back-and-forth, I actually am okay with Georgia's chances if we don't go more than two possessions out. We go up more than two possessions out. I think the game totally flips the script, and I don't like it in any bit. 21 points. That's I, By the way, the line is over under 52 and a half, right? So uh, down, went down from 55. Went down. Uh, by the way, Georgia now two-point favorite on betting lines. A lot of money came in on Bama, and which moved the line down. Um, I I'm really interested to see money bags being dropped today. Real curious by that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Real curious. Um, I got 24-21. Daniel Wright. The, the 52 mark, it was 55. I, 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 I may come down off of that a little bit, but 24-21. And I, I think a, a field goal. And I don't think it's going to come late. I think as this game gets going. Okay. I don't think... We're going to see more scores near the end of the game, nor the beginning. The second and third quarters, probably going to be real crucial. Coming, Going into halftime, coming out of halftime. Okay. I think it's going to be more possession battle, uh, more fourth down going forward on, in the fourth quarter. And I think the game, there might not be a score in the fourth quarter, is mm. what I'm saying. I think the game mm. will be decided by then coming out of the third. 24-21, um, Georgia. Oh, you hadn't told us who you thought was going to win yet. 24-21. Georgia. Listen, my man over here just sabotaging his own emotional well-being. Uh, all right, that's it. We're headed to Lucas Oil. We're going. Again, subscribe to the YouTube. We'll have more stuff coming up uh, throughout the day today and into the evening. Uh, and so stay tuned to either revel with us or laugh at us. Either way, it should be a heck of a time. It will be a heck of a time. Unless you're us. And then, yeah. All right.